Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and with me, as always, is the one, the only, Bebop, Robobogo, Wanatron. Bebop, say hi to everybody for me. Ooh, are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him? Well, yeah, I'm going to tell him. Are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him? I just said I'm going to tell him. Are you going to tell him? Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Okay, yeah, I'm going to tell him right now. Tell them. Bebop, stop for a second so that I can tell them. Today, this episode... Season 6, episode 12 of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is a season finale. Season finale. Which means that Bebop is very excited because... Bebop Tales, season 6, up next. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, this episode wraps up season 6 of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, and then next week, Bebop will be here for Bebop Tales, season 6. That's right, baby. You can't believe what's going to happen this season. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into that, we need to find out what happens in this season of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. If you remember what happened in the last episode, Juliana, Elias, Bunce, and Captain Caspian all got transported onto the Shakespeare 280. What's going to happen next? Find out on the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, season 6, episode 12, season finale... Jailbreak and Heartbreak. <laughs> That's not very nice, Marcellus Bot. That's no way to welcome our friends aboard the Shakespeare 820. Oops, said Juliana, but truthfully, only Finn and Elias really knew what this meant, understood the gravity of the situation. Finn's heart sank, and Elias got goosebumps all up and down his arms. They looked at each other and knew this was the worst-case scenario. I don't understand, said Juliana. This is the Marlowe. Right before we traveled here, I could see it, clear as day. This is the Marlow. No, it's not, said Finn. Did you change the name of the Marlow in your time? said Bunce. I quite like the sound of this Shakespeare, to be honest. At least people know who Shakespeare was. No, said Elias, you got it all wrong. So when the Marlow becomes the Shakespeare, I'm not captain anymore? said Captain Caspian, who seemed to finally accept that she was time-traveling. I don't like the sound of that. That wasn't my voice on the loudspeaker. Unless in the future I sound like a man, am I about to meet future me? No, said Finn. That isn't you, and this isn't the Marlowe. This is the Shakespeare. A few years after you launched the Marlowe, Earth sent up a second mission, the Shakespeare 820. But the people who crew this ship, they're not... They're not nice. They're sort of our rivals. Yeah, they're terrible, said Elias. And they cheat at the Intergalactic Space Olympics. Trust me, it's a thing. I'm sorry, said Juliana. I could have sworn this was going to be the Marlowe. I I don't know what's wrong with me. What are we going to do? You got to get us out of here, said Finn. But I don't know if I can, 
said Juliana. It took just about everything I had just to get here. I feel weak. Come on, said Bunce. If they're humans, they're from Earth. And if they're from Earth, they can't be that dangerous. They're not firing purple goo at us, right? Trust us, said Elias. The Shakespeare 820 will do anything to make sure the Marlowe fails. They're greedy and they're glory hogs and they're... And let me guess, they're no good meanies, said the voice over the intercom. I don't know what you all are talking about, why you're pretending to not know what the superior Shakespeare is, but it doesn't matter. I'm already bored. To the dungeon! The dungeon? said Finn. You guys have a dungeon? We have two, said the voice. Okay, no, we don't have two. That would be crazy. Just the one. But it's a doozy! Three more robots entered the Shakespeare's Great Hall. They pointed what looked to be glowing lasers at the Marlowe explorers. Now mark Marlowe knuckleheads, said the head robot. How humiliating, said Bunce. As the explorers marched through the winding halls of the Shakespeare, it was easy to see how similar it was to the Marlowe. It had the same lights overhead, illuminating the corridors, all of the doors to the engineering room, the map room, and the astronauts' compartments all looked the same. They finally arrived at the door to the library. The robot stopped and the doors opened. Oh, come on, said Finn. They peered into the room. You turned the library into a dungeon? The robots pointed and the explorers entered what should have been the library. It was set up just like the Marlowe's library. Spiraling ramps that should have held shelves and shelves full of books. But instead, they held cages. The robots marched past the explorers, past each cage. They were like metal boxes with little windows in the doors. The robots marched the explorers past each cage And as they wound their way down the ramp, Finn couldn't help but peer inside. In each cage was an alien. Pink, green, humanoid, furry, elastic, purple. Each one sitting alone in a cell. Each one looking either defeated or sad or angry. What is this? said Finn. You... You have been capturing aliens? Why? Science, of course, said a voice behind them, and that voice had a face, and that face was of the Shakespeare's captain, Captain Claudius, standing on the ramp above them as the Marlowe explorers looked back at him. Science, said Captain Caspian. This doesn't look like science, it looks like imprisonment. Isabel Caspian, said Claudius. We captured you? Claudius let out a roar of laughter. Well, well, we certainly haven't prepared a cell for a captain, but I'm sure you'll make do. The Marlowe cosmonauts were shoved into a cell slightly larger than a closet. They could all fit inside so long as nobody breathed. This is inhumane, shouted Captain Caspian. Oh, you'll be fine, said Claudius. You'll get to know each other better this way. No, said Captain Caspian. 
not us. It's inhumane what you are doing to these aliens. This is not what we were chartered to do. This is not our mission. We help, never hurt. That may be what you losers on the Marlowe do, but not us, not the Shakespeare, said Claudius. We aren't some do-gooders roaming around space. We take control. We rule. We lead. And if a planet doesn't comply, then we take their leaders, too. Oh, no, said Finn. That's who's in the other cells. The kings and queens and captains of other planets. Claudius laughed again. There is only one captain here, he said. Let them go, said Captain Caspian. Trust me, Claudius, this is not what you want to do. When we get out of here, I'm going to report you to Earth right away. Claudius walked up to the library's doors. Hmm, he said. An interesting threat, Isabel. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should let them go. In fact, maybe I should let you all go. Claudius whispered something to one of the robots. The cell doors all opened. The Marlow explorers spilled out of their cell. Tell me, though, said Claudius, do you think these aliens know the difference between you and me? We're the same life forms. We wear similar uniforms. I wonder if they'll appreciate the differences between us, or if they'll just see you as their captors, too. I don't think we've made many friends in this dungeon. Hmm. Well, anyway, good luck. Claudius left, shutting the door behind him. The aliens, finding themselves free, all came out of their cells. There was a moment when no one knew what to do. Not the aliens, not the explorers. But then, all at once, the aliens turned on the explorers. Back in the cell, yelled Bunce. Back in the cell. The Marlowe explorers jumped back into their cell, slamming the door shut as dozens of aliens descended upon them. The aliens banged on the door. A few tried to ooze their way underneath it. Elias stomped on the floor to try to keep them out. Okay, said Finn. We need to get out of here. Juliana, can you do it? I don't know, she said. A small hole began to appear on the cell door, as if some sort of alien acid were burning through it. Come on, Juliana. Just concentrate, said Finn. You can come back with us. To the future. You can be a part of Explorers Troop 301. Juliana shook her head. Finn, there's... There's something I never told you, she said. When I see the future, I can see everything. I can see you and Elias and your mom and dad. And I can even see you, dad. And, you know, you probably shouldn't have tried to take over the Marlow. What? Said Bunce. But I can see all of that. And yet, I can't see me, said Juliana. I can't see the future with me in it. The explorers were all silent. I don't have that much strength left, said Juliana. No, said Finn. I don't know if I can pull this off for all of us, said Juliana. No, said Finn. I'm sorry it has to be this way, said Juliana. No, cried Finn. Say hi to the future for me, said Juliana. No, cried Finn. Finn. <laughs>
Finn, yelled Foggy. Finn looked around. He was back on the Marlow. He was in his bedroom, in his compartment, and Foggy was stunned to suddenly see him in there. I, I thought we lost you, said Foggy. And I was in here looking at pictures of you because I missed you, but now you're back. Hi, Foggy, said Finn. I missed you too. Okay, let's go. Where are we going? said Foggy. Just follow me, said Finn. Of course, always. Finn opened his compartment door. There, standing in the corridor, was Elias. I was just coming to get you, said Elias. Let's go to the bridge, they both said. They ran as fast as they could, Foggy running behind them. As they approached the bridge, the door opened. I was just coming to get you, said Captain Caspian. Mom, said Finn. I know, said Captain Caspian. I had this rush of memories suddenly appear in my head. It's a little confusing. I don't understand everything, but I think I know what happened. Then you know, said Finn. Yes, said Captain Caspian. Juliana is trapped on the Shakespeare. I've already put out a beacon. We're going to find the Shakespeare and we're going to settle this once and for all. Alright, I am here with my son and editor making his triumphant return this summer to the podcast, Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hi, hi. Hello. So, this is how the season is ending. The kids trapped on the Shakespeare escape back to the Marlowe and the present day without Juliana. Griffin, thoughts, questions. Yee! <laughs> In like, what was it? Season two. Uh, we first met the Shakespeare's, and I won a battle between the Shakespeare's <laughs> and the Marlowe's. Yeah. And finally, my dad decided to incorporate that. <laughs> That's right. So next season, season seven of the Alien Adventure of Finn Caspian is going to be the Marlowe versus. The Shakespeare. Dun, dun, dun. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. So, Griff, any thoughts or questions about this story? Um, not many. I'm just wondering, like, what are the aliens? And, like, how old is Juliana going to be when they find her? Yeah, right, because she's older than Finn, right? She was a kid when the Marlowe launched, so she'll probably be much older when they find her yeah so but now the whole crew is back together everybody is on the Marlowe. bunce is not he did not get transported back to the Marlowe. he is still out there somewhere yeah. presumably now also knows all this stuff right yeah here's a question for you i think he wants to sign with shakespeare's you think so yeah he's been he was kind of interested by all the capturing of aliens yeah and claudius kind of reminds one of Bunts. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. We have to go through a season of Bebop Tales first, and then we'll get back. We find out what happens when the Marlowe battles the Shakespeare. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Any other thoughts or questions? Mm, no, I don't think so. so. Okay, Griff. This is the season finale. We're going to, I think you get the summer off now, right? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anything you want to say to everybody? 
Thanks for listening to Season 6 of FinCast being Get Ready for Season 7 with a giant battle between Shakespeare and the Marlow. <laughs> Hopefully the Marlow will actually pull out some of their little lasers and that they we discovered in Season 1. <laughs> Alright everybody, thank you so much for listening to the season. Stay tuned next week. Bebop has taken over. Griff, only one thing to say at this point. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. We're still planning our special episode of thanks and jokes so we will thank all the artists and hear some amazing jokes in that special bonus episode the alien adventures of fincast means a gen z kids production written and produced by jonathan messenger edited and guided by griffin messenger with special thanks to maria villanueva emerson messenger is our intern the music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by mark greenberg recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse our cover is by sir ian dingman to find more great podcasts for you and your family, go to bestrobotever.com, support what we're doing, go to patreon.com slash fincaspian, and Bebop will see you next week! Oh yeah, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, here comes season six of Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, coming soon. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history.